Welcome to Reawaken Podcast. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm John Brown. On this program, we like to discuss everyday topics to hot-button issues, as well as some fringe ideas, while maintaining a solid scriptural foundation and a sense of humor. And we really hope that you enjoy today's episode. We're going to be breaking with what we usually do on today's episode, and actually just doing one full episode of news, just because... Just because it's fun. Because we I have guess. a lot of interest, interesting stuff <laughs> yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah, and we, we didn't have anything really prepared. So. Yeah, which which is part of it. But but I, t- I tell you, this this weather is getting kind of crazy. I'm ready for frisbee season to start personally. But um, but <clears throat> that's not really news related. We've been going for walks and just enjoying the... It's great walking weather. weather. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to I'm I'm about ready to take a hike, honestly. But yeah, so anyway, um, I think we're going to kick things off with just some COVID nineteen related stuff or coronavirus for those of you who do not know. Although I think technically the name is like SARS H two I don't know it's something like that, but something way longer. But anyways, yeah. So you have something for us, Sean. Yeah, a few different things um, related to that. Uh, one thing I saw, 22 states are now using drones to enforce lockdowns. These drones are actually coming from a Chinese company, and China has already been using this technology to enforce their lockdowns. You can see video online of you know drones flying around and like yelling at people to go back inside and things like that. Um, but these, these drones, uh, were donated by this Chinese company, Da Jiang Innovations or something like that, who is actually, there's an article from 2017 saying that that company is suspected of like spying using their drones and sending data back to China. As a quote from this article in the New York Times 2017, uh, I don't know, it's like November-ish, but uh, it says officials had moderate confidence that DJI's commercial drones and software are providing U.S. critical infrastructure and law enforcement data to the Chinese government. And it said it cited uh, what it called a reliable source and did not identify in the drone industry with firsthand and secondhand access. So I thought that was kind of interesting, uh, but yeah, we're going to start seeing this. And you know, as, as soon as they, as soon as they have that technology, you know, they're going to have those drones. They're still going to have them when this is all over, and they're probably going to continue using them for different purposes. Yeah, I mean, why not? Because the taxpayers have already bought them, so it's either that or just let them sit around. But no, I'm just saying, go ahead and steal this idea, folks. Uh, like. This has been getting more and more like a dystopian novel, but at this point, we are straight in the middle of a dystopian novel. So I, I'm just saying it might might be a good moneymaker at this point to write something and just change the names to protect the innocent <laughs> virus, I guess. But yeah, but yeah, the implications are just absolutely astounding. I mean, you combine that with facial recognition, and they basically have your whereabouts at any point, you know, and then they can follow you with drones and, you know, keep tabs on you. Yeah. So from now on, wear a different costume every time you go out just to keep things interesting. That's right. Because, I mean, why not? I, I, I'm just I'm just thinking here, if we're going to have the government spying on us, we may as well be that person that the authorities have to keep on coming to our house and talking to us saying, you know, can you please stop wearing different costumes and stop dressing up as famous people? We just, you know, we just got an alert that Brad Pitt is wandering through this neighborhood, and I'm pretty sure Brad Pitt is not wandering through the middle of the Midwest. Right, you got to keep them on their toes. I mean, you can't make it easy on them. Yeah, if this is going to happen, you may as well entertain yourself. That's right. But yeah, it's it's crazy to me that we're buying these from China. 
It's like China can't send anything else here, but evidently they can send drones. They can send their yeah dystopian, uh, you know, totalitarian technology to spy on us. I mean, we'll take that. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. But no, I'm for some reason I don't know. Are are you familiar? Have you seen the movie The Circle? I think you've said you have before. I mean, I I don't know that I'd watch it without filters or anything on VidAngel or something. I, I don't remember. But it reminds me of the end of that when it's panning out right. and they're just like chilling and there's drones flying around. And it's like this happy dystopian paradise. Right. No spoilers. Yeah. The sad thing is some individuals are truly wanting this. Yeah. They're, they're asking for it. Like, yeah, please spy on us, you know, anything to end this lockdown. Of course, the whole thing, you know, we can get to that later, but the whole thing itself is seeming more and more to be overblown, overhyped, and possibly, you know, something orchestrated by nefarious actors like China and even, you know, others. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, and kind of on that subject, uh, there have been a few recent studies that have been done. So one was that basically... 400 people were tested for the coronavirus at a Boston homeless shelter. Like 100, almost 150, 146, I may as well say the actual number, uh, tested positive for it, but didn't have any symptoms. Not even one of them had any symptoms at all. Which, I mean, like I'm still, I'm still on the fence with this myself and... From the start, I've just been trying to follow the actual evidence where wherever it may lead. Uh, by the way, I'm getting a little stuffy here. I apologize for that, but it's I that just corona. was annoying, so I'm like, you know, going to cough something up here in a minute or something like that. But yeah, so anyway, so yeah, I, I mean, like, I'm still on the fence on this one, but it is interesting to the point that the CDC is actually looking into this particular case and called it stunning results uh, from from this test. Yeah, and to, to confirm that, I don't know if you had more to say about that, but there's a new study from the Los Angeles County Public Health that suggests that approximately 22, or 221,000 to 442,000 adults already had COVID-19, I believe, in that area. But that would make the mortality rate between like 0.0048% and 0.0024%. Way less than like the flu or, you know, other yeah, other diseases that we get regularly. Right. Additionally, there were a few kind of reports that came out. One in particular, in particularly interesting one, is that the head of the uh, CDC said that 25% of people who are infected may not show any symptoms at all. Mm-hmm. Additionally, the General John Hyden, the vice chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, said it may be as high as 60 to 70% in the military. So that, I mean, in the military, that's pretty insane and does make me wonder if some of the symptoms they're developing may not be linked to overall health. Because, I mean, the folks in the Army are working out like every single day they're They're quite fit yes exactly so if it's that much higher in the military then it may be a bit more linked to that than we may have thought although only time will tell on that one we have no solid anything yet it's definitely that people are far more likely if they have underlying conditions and yeah it's hard to know whether to blame Corona or not in those type situations, because, you know, there's accounts of them listing COVID as a cause of death. And, you know, it was, they had a heart failure or something like that, or any type of death. If they had COVID-19, then that's going to be listed on the report right. as a second, you know, a possible cause, because they have to list that. Yeah. And I don't know exactly what the criteria is for, um, every state, but I know that 
most, if not all, do require a positive test to be submitted, but I don't exactly know how they count that. I don't know if they just count anybody who has died, like, if there's been a positive test and they get the report that person has died, then they mark it down as that. I, I mean, I've heard a lot of people saying, I've read a lot of reports, seen videos of people from hospitals and whatnot saying that's the sort of stuff that's happening. But, I mean, that's right. all subjective. It's just their experience. But it is interesting that so many people are saying it with no discrepancy so far. Right. And it's not to diminish people, you know, staying with your lockdown order and social distancing appropriately and washing your hands and being careful generally. I mean, we're not saying that this is all nonsense and nothing's going on. Right. But it, we are trying to look at the facts and it doesn't seem to be as serious as people have made it out to be. Um, and so uh, a related topic, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio is shocked that released criminals who were released because of coronavirus, are committing more crimes. It's shocking, isn't it? Yeah. It's funny how logic works sometimes. It's almost as if there is cause and effect in the world. And you can expect certain things of certain types of yeah, people. Yeah, one, one might say that. <laughs> yeah, one might say that... Um, if you drop a rock, it's going to hit the ground. But I I suppose, I mean, I hate the rain on their parade. So I, they seem to be having so much fun just thinking that criminals are somehow going to change. And some of them, some of them will take advantage of the opportunity to make something better of themselves in some way. Although my understanding is they're going back in. Yeah, there was a, there was one, it was a murder, I think, that happened. Um, and then, it, I mean, according to this article, of the hundred and, or of the 1,400 people, um, at least 50 have been uh, returned, returned to the prison or whatever. But, I mean, that's not a huge percentage, but it's only been so long since they've been let out and that's just the number that's been caught. Right. It was to be expected. Yeah. I, I just don't know what goes through some of these people's heads sometimes. It just makes me wonder what they're doing with their lives. Like, and we're supposed to expect them to be the leaders of society and they're being surprised when criminals do this stuff, as if our jail system is not set up for a reason. Yeah, it's a delusion that's out there. And it's sad that we can't trust those that we elect to govern us. But, uh, you know, that just goes to show that we need to make our voices heard and vote, you know, to to bring in sensible people, you know, that uh, will make good decisions, but mm -hmm. it is sad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so <clears throat> something that will be interesting to watch over the next few weeks is, like, Tennessee, Georgia, and South Carolina have announced that they're going to start easing lockdown orders. I believe it's Tennessee that is easing, like, Basically, everything except for restaurants will be open this Friday, and then next week, next Friday, all of the restaurants are going to open as well. So they're basically going to be out from under lockdown, and, uh, and okay, so I should, I should say this, because I just realized this episode is getting released a couple days after this is going to happen, so a, f a few days ago by the time you're listening to this in the future, they have opened basically everything except for the restaurants. And then this upcoming Friday, they're going to be opening the restaurants. And then basically my impression is no more, they'll be under no more stay at home orders. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that will be one of the big tests because if it yeah. is, and I mean, it, it is possible, no matter what, yeah, let's still be careful about this because, I mean, yes, some definite evidence is really starting to point towards this not being as bad as we thought it was, but at the same time, we're humans and we can quite possibly be wrong. That goes either way, but yeah, I mean, as this stuff starts easing, we should definitely be careful because the last thing we want is is for this thing to actually swing out of control and then we're really in for it and we we may be under we may bring worse on ourselves i mean we uh-huh. may not be too happy with what we have done so far as far as what we've allowed for for example the drones is several steps too far at this point but the more we resist this in a physical way it can definitely have some ramifications that we really don't want i mean yeah we can definitely oppose the steps that are being taken verbally and offer actual solutions if we have them otherwise it's best just not to open your mouth but but yeah i mean just be thoughtful in how you approach this reopening yeah and i imagine we will see or they will see a a a spike in cases i mean uh sweden has very um taken a very relaxed approach to their um response to COVID 19 not locking things down, just encouraging social distancing and, and added measures when possible. But basically, they kept their economy open. And they did, they have seen a spike in cases. But the, the idea is that rather than flatten the curve and pull the bandaid off super slowly, they, they're just pulling it off all at once and just letting the curve go up, responding to it, you know, in the best way that they can to keep, you know, people with low immune systems, the elderly, keep them safe, but, you know, keep things going as much as possible. So, you know, I imagine we'll see a similar thing in these states, but we shouldn't be too frightened of a spike in numbers. You know, we have to look carefully at those numbers and what they actually mean. Right. And another thing to consider here is that one very real like consequence of the coronavirus is hospitals in some places are truly getting overwhelmed. I mean, maybe not to the same level as the media is typing it. The media has been caught in a couple, um, in a couple lies as far as typing it goes, especially CNN. I don't even know why people consider CNN a news source at this point. They're they're less reliable than the Babylon Bee, and the Babylon Bee is satire. But, yeah, I mean, there are hospitals, some places, that are getting overwhelmed. We do have ventilator shortages in some places, and we are having mask shortages. I mean, there are places in like California and LA that people have taken pictures and the hospitals are completely empty. But at the same time, there are hospitals in New York that pictures have been taken and the hospitals are completely full. So it seems to be this virus is moving in a weird way. And honestly, it, it really is overwhelming these hospitals in some places. And that can be one of the most dangerous consequences of this, honestly, because people who usually would receive care may not be receiving care. And yeah, so yeah, uh, that's basically, that's just another reason to be thoughtful in approaching how we reopen all of this, how you respond to it personally. Yeah, those population dense areas are, you know, there is a chance that they can get overcrowded and um, have not have the healthcare infrastructure to support a pandemic like this. But um, because there are a high number of cases, it's just a fairly low mortality rate. 
So yeah, it's, it's, there's definitely a balance, but you know, there's, there's clinics and places in more rural areas or even just not large cities, you know, smaller cities that are, you know, closing down and, and smaller hospitals that aren't able to, you know, have, they're furloughing their providers and nurses, sending them home. And, and so people aren't getting treated for non-COVID related things. And there's cases of people, you know, having serious issues, they don't go to their hospital because they think that there's a bunch of COVID patients there and they're going to get sick or that the hospital's overwhelmed and they don't want to overburden them when they should be going in as soon as they start having these symptoms. So, you know, there's two sides to it. Right. And something else to consider here on the, like, so there is a good way to support reopening and there is a bad way. I think Dr. Oz may have found that bad way here recently. He basically said... He was talking about how we need to reopen some stuff, and he said that we may only lose like 3% of students if we open up schools, and that that was, I don't remember, he used some weird way to describe it, like an appetizing, that's an appetizing thought or something like that, just kind of an overall creepy way to phrase his point, but that that's really not the way to go about that because right. essentially how that came off as, yeah, so we have to start reopening stuff. And I feel like our kids are a fairly good sacrifice here. Like, yeah, you gotta be careful in your wording. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, he's walked back on it since, but I mean, he was fairly overt in what he initially said. So I don't know why he's walking back on it. I mean, it, he may really not have meant it that way, but it was overall a very strange encounter. And it was really, that is really not the way to go about this. Yeah, it was kind of bizarre. <laughs> but, but yeah. And then there's Dr. Phil and his whole, and his whole uh, interview was kind of interesting too, but yeah. He's not a medical doctor, so we don't have to listen to that. I have an article, again, from Discern. I saw it somewhere else, too, but um, Kim Jong-un is in grave danger after heart surgery. Um, U.S. unsure if he is dead or alive. So uh, apparently he disappeared sometime in the past and uh, came back, I don't know if it was months or weeks later, but he had a, like a cane and he was walking with a limp. So I don't know what's going on with him, but uh, apparently he is ill or at least undergoing some type of surgery. And uh, we don't know if he's dead or alive. Um, U.S. intelligence isn't quite sure. Of course, it's a very dark country to you know get information out of. But um, that could be rather interesting to see what happens there if he does turn out to be dead. One article said his sister actually seems to be, you know, kind of eyeing his uh, position and could be his potential replacement. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, we may, I know there are some out there who are kind of thinking, well, it may be for the best. And it's possible, but it's also quite possible that someone even worse replaces him. Yeah, that's the danger. So, I mean, it's definitely worth being in prayer, just that stuff will... Hopefully, nobody has to die during this. So, hopefully, he'll survive, have a change of heart. I mean, that's really the hope in the end, that he'll have a change of heart, come to Christ. Uh, Yeah, but... Wouldn't that be a miracle? That would be awesome. That would be. Kim Jong gets saved. He, like, declares... North Korea, a Christian nation, and like, yeah, that that would be that would be pretty interesting, honestly. I mean, uh, the world's reaction to that would be the most intriguing part. But since we know you're listening, 
I mean, you should consider Christianity. I mean, I, 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 I know you like the whole dictator thing, but I, I, I would just step away from that. And yeah, definitely. Jesus is king. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. But I, I mean, in case you didn't know, we're, we're pretty sure that he listens. We got a listen from yeah. Oregon the other day. Our first listen that had to have been him. That's probably right. where he was undergoing the heart surgery. Yeah, they say only a handful of people know where he's at at any given time. So there you have it. We're we're one of them. I mean, one upside to this entire thing is that basically a lot of people have stopped dying overall. Abortion has went way down. We're having a significant amount less abortions. Really? I heard that more people were going to abortion clinics. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know that like um, pretty much all abortions in Texas have stopped, for example. So, I, I mean, sure. you may be right in the end. It's just I keep hearing that – I keep hearing about these states where most, if not all, abortion has stopped but some states like New York, that may be the case. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure where this is from but, or whatever. Yeah, but. definitely worth looking into a bit further. But there, we had our first march since, I think, 2002 without a school shooting. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty crazy. I Absolutely. My impression is that uh, of course, no one's in school. Yeah, but, I, I mean. yeah, but it's interesting how stopping school seems to stop the shootings, but taking guns away doesn't seem to stop the shootings. I don't know what that's all about, no, no. but um, yeah, so we may want to rethink exactly how we're going about this whole thing. I mean, in the gun control debate, what most people don't really stop to think about is in the end both sides are wanting to save lives we're just we just have a difference of opinion on exactly how to do that and if right. anybody who is pro gun control is listening i would just urge you to consider that the methodology may be wrong the guns may not be the problem as much as the people and places like Chicago kind of lend themselves to that in that they haven't allowed, like, a firearm within who knows how many miles of the city and who knows how long, and yet their shooting rate just keeps going up and up, as does places like uh, the UK and Australia. But, yeah, so... Right, and it logically follows that bad people with guns will naturally target places where they know that good people don't have guns because it's safer for them. Right. I mean, it's only the... I mean, if you're going to do something awful, it's only... that. I mean, that's the smartest thing to do. And most people also don't stop to think that the shooters usually are well enough within their senses to think through that much. You got anything else? Yeah, on a completely separate topic. Um, the Danish Bible Society, did you hear about this? Mm -hmm. um, they put out a new translation. Um, it's not in English, so <laughs> not a lot of people. You know what? I'm probably going to read it. But uh, um, this was yeah, an article from Breaking Israel News. Um, basically... I guess someone on YouTube um, kind of reviewed this new translation. And it turns out that they took the name Israel completely out of the entire New Testament. What in the world? So uh, I'll just read this paragraph. Um, so it's, it's called uh, Bible 2020 is the translation name. And, and the New Testament they call the New Agreement. I, but it's in Danish, or, you know, so it's in slightly uh, wording. But uh, it, 
It says, it should be noted that the Danish Bible Society is run by the Evangelical Lutheran Church. So this is a Lutheran group. Um, they're a strong proponent of supersessionism, which basically means that um, the church replaces Israel. This uh, It's tied to dispensationalism, but the idea that the church is Israel. So uh, in 2018, Robert O. Smith, pastor of the Evangelical Lutheran Church and a stalwart in the World Council of Churches and the Lutheran World Federation addressed a conference at uh, St. Olaf Institute for Freedom and Community. Smith was seated before a boycott divestment sanctions banner regarding Israel and made these declarations. The ancient Israelites are not linked in any substantive way, substantive or material way to the contemporary modern state of Israel. The biblical narrative of Israel has almost nothing to do with contemporary Israel other than the intentional manipulation of sacred text to justify a political project. Um, so this is the attitude of the people that made this translation. Basically, they want to take the name Israel out so that you don't connect that with the modern state of Israel. Um, but that would lead to some confusing ideas like the 12 tribes of the Jews because that's what they replaced it with in the cases where they didn't just completely remove it. They replaced it with the land of the Jews or the Jews. So, yeah. Anyway, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, sometimes heresy is just the best word to describe it. I mean, on the upside, I don't know that this is anything essential to disagree on. I, I could be wrong, though. But it just, I, it cracks me up that they are accusing them of twisting scripture when they don't necessarily have a super good foundation biblically to make that assertion. I mean, there are two Israels spoken of, without a doubt. But... That's it. There seems to be two Israels spoken of in the Bible. Right. And it's not that it, the church replaced Israel. Uh, and we, this is probably a, another topic for a whole episode, but the church is Israel. It's not that the church replaced right, Israel. Right, right. It's that Israel existed from, you know, back when God set them apart as a people, holy unto himself. And the church is that faithful remnant of Israel. And we Gentiles who believe in Israel's Messiah are grafted in. Paul says this repeatedly. We are grafted into the tree of Israel. So the true church is Israel, but to take the name Israel out of the book completely separates it from, you know, the, the entire history of the Old Testament and everything that led up to the, quote, New Testament or New Agreement, whatever you want to call it. But you are correct in that there are two Israels in that one is the true Israel, the spiritual Israel of God, and not every person by blood of Israel is a part of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that... <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely wasn't near as clear as that. So I appreciate you articulating that much more clearly than myself. Yeah, but yeah, it just, I, I don't know. It, it just, it cracks me up that there seems to, biblically speaking, I guess this is one of the main things that's, that I find strange. Biblically speaking, like the Bible was written with that word specifically. It wasn't just thrown in there. There wasn't another word that was translated as Israel thrown in there. So to do something else is doubting the entire concept of Sola Scriptura, which most most uh, Lutherans would uh, concede that, far, that much. They would agree with still a scriptura so kind of yeah um but oh man there was something to oh right yeah so kind of on that subject though since you brought up lutherans 
if you guys want to see something funny, Google Lutheran satire. By the way, all Lutherans are not bad. L Lutheran satire, which is best known for its its modalism, Patrick. Um, for those of you who have not watched that video, check it out. It's hilarious. But uh, um, they recently released a video um, on Kenneth Copeland. So Google Lutheran satire Kenneth Copeland. It's absolutely hilarious. I just I found it quite funny. I shared it with many people. Have you seen that one yet, John? I haven't. Um, You'll have to post that on the uh, reawakening. Oh I will Facebook definitely or. post that there. Yeah, but yeah, you guys definitely need to check that one out. I'll I'll post it the same day that this goes up or the next day, something like that. So watch for it there. Um, I think I still owe you guys are the um, post that I referenced last time as well. So uh, hopefully I'll be up by by the time this is uh, up. But anyways, uh, yeah, so. Um, additionally, on the subject of Bible translations, I am super excited. I don't know. Are you much of a Bible nerd, John? I guess. I don't know what you'd call a Bible <laughs> nerd, but I love the Bible. I, I enjoy looking at all sorts of translations and seeing what changes have been made, yeah. textual criticism behind those changes being made, uh, like all that fun stuff. I, I just enjoy it. I have a passing interest in that type of stuff. I mean, yeah. So I, I, it's, it's for me, it's one of the, I guess, main things I enjoy ac academically as far as scripture goes. But, anyways, for those of you who do not know, and I'm quite excited about this, as you can probably tell, there is a new version of the NASB Bible coming out later this year. So why I'm so excited about the NASB 2020, or it's actually just the NASB 20, I believe, is because James White is on the revision staff. And as I'm sure you guys have found out by now, I'm a James White fan. I reference him often on here. With that comes the caveat, because I don't think I've said this before. I do not support everything that James White says or does. I mean, he's a... He is as Calvinist as it gets, and I am not a Calvinist. Wait, are you talking about the running back for the New England Patriots? <laughs> no, 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 I, oh, okay. I, I am not. No, um, James White runs a ministry called Alpha and Omega Ministry. So if you guys haven't checked that out, I highly suggest the dividing line. Lots of stuff to make you think, but... With that comes he he makes some if you're not used to if you're not used to any sort of um, theological criticism you it may not be the right fit for you because he makes some powerful arguments for some stuff that most might not agree with for example Calvinist he's like one of the main um, I don't know. He's like a forerunner in the Calvinist movement right now. He's helping to really, I mean, I they help really get going, but you know, it's been around for thousands, over a thousand years. But anyways, yeah, so in my opinion, the good outweighs the negative. So anyway, I do... I do like him, but he's on the revision staff. He's probably one of the most knowledgeable people I've I know of. And I've looked at a lot of people's stuff as far as the Hebrew and the Greek goes. So I I don't know. I'm just I'm excited to see him on the revision staff because I've looked at some of the revisions they're making already. There's a list I don't remember where before we end this episode I'll try to find it let you guys know where it is but there is a revision list of publicly released revisions and so far I'm really enjoying the revisions that are being made for this version so yeah for those of you who enjoy a new bible version that is the version to be looking forward to 
probably for the next couple of years, if not for the decade, honestly. But anyway, we'll we'll, we'll see how it pans out. But I think the NASB. Uh, I'm a more of a King James, New King James guy, but right. Yeah, like I mean, I'm I'm more definitely better than Bible from Danish Bible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a I'm more of an ESV fan myself. I enjoy that. That's the Bible sitting next to me right now is the ESV Study Bible, which is absolutely amazing for those of you who are looking for a good study Bible. I I've been very pleased with it. The um, I went through for some proof texts on because I noticed there were some definite. Definitely some cessationists on the staff, which means they do not believe that the gifts of the Spirit have continued, but there are also some uh, like Packer, Grundum, and Piper are all um, are all reformed charismatics. Uh, but yeah, they, they I looked at some of the proof texts just to see if there was any leaning either way. There's more of a charismatic leaning than um, anything and as far as like the Calvinist proof texts and Armenian proof texts go, they they stay neutral on both of them. So I really enjoy it because it it highlights the word more than our doctrinal disputes that we enjoy having from time to time. So yeah, for those of you looking for a good study Bible, I I do suggest that one. But I will also say it's worth keeping a KJV or NKJV on hand. The reason for that being that. Basically, they're, they're translated off of two different texts. So the KJV and NKJV are done off of the Textus Receptus. So, I mean, sometime we'll delve into that a bit more. But, yeah, I would I would always, always suggest having one of both on hand. And as far as the NASB goes that I've been hyping so much, I do think it's very exciting. But I'll, I'll, I'll always have my ESV around, That's that's for sure. But so yeah, there's my long-winded ex- explanation on uh, Bible translations for today. But <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, what uh, what version of the NKJV would you suggest? Do you enjoy a good study Bible for yourself, or are you just more of a uh, Bible straight-up story guy? I do like study Bible. Um, I don't know specifically what version I have, but uh, yeah, I do read the study notes. Um, I, I get a lot out of them. I don't always read study notes, but you know, if I'm in a Bible study, I'll kind of look over them and see if you know it's a good topic to bring right. up or whatever, good points, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's another good point. Like, if you're going to do any sort of evangelism, you need more than one Bible because you need a, if you're having a study Bible around, you do not want to be toting that thing around on the streets <laughs> for who knows how long. Because if you've ever seen a study Bible or if you have one, they're like two inches thick of like made of bricks. I, I don't know, but they're... A Bible thumper, then that that is the option. <laughs> right, right. It's it's very intimidating to anybody. <laughs> yeah, if you you come up to anybody with a Bible that thick, they they'll they probably will not argue with you too much. Sure. So I guess there may be a trade off. Um, See how many footnotes <laughs> I have in this. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it it might be like I highlighted the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, it might be like the support class of Bibles. You need some you need some lightweight scouts going out there with you know the thin line Bibles, and then you have your support out there just lugging around their gigantic Bibles. But if you're gonna do that, may as well bring the whole suitcase with your like setup. Like set up a suitcase with, you know, your study Bible in it and like notepads and who knows how much other stuff. That way you woke up to somebody flip that thing open. Oh yeah. That, right. You gotta be prepared. That's the way to go. Especially if you're talking to Mormons. That's that's how I wanna go into that. Of course it's always on your phone anyway. But. 
Yeah, but there's just something nice about having the physical thing. Yeah, for sure. For one, you can hit you can hit people who are just being stupid with it. So, I I do not endorse that. By the way, I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. But he's not joking. <laughs> I might be half joking. <laughs> but, anyways, anything else you want? Any other articles before we head out? Um, that's all I had, except for the Babylon Bee. Dems rush to defend Kavanaugh after he puts on Joe Biden mask. <laughs> right, right. Which, again... the double standard. Yeah, right? yep. Yeah, and so, like, this is the... This is the part of our podcast where we once again endorse Babylon B as possibly the best news source, definitely the best satire source, but... That's right. Anyway, yeah, you want to go on a little bit about that, or no? That's all I have. I, I mean, you can get the from the title. That's pretty much yeah. All there is, right? You know. I I enjoyed too. They recently on the thirteenth they released Kentucky orders all churchgoers to wear yellow cross, and you said that one yesterday. <laughs> I thought you were serious, and I was like, man, <laughs> speaking of that dystopian novel that I'm talking about after you know, the whole drone thing. Right. Let's talk about that. And then you're, oh, that's Babylon B. I'm like, okay, but that is hilarious. Because, I mean, the sad thing is that I believed it. I'm not, I'm not that. <laughs> well, that's just 10 years down the road. That's not today. Right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I'm not that gullible of a person. And yet, I, I believed <laughs> that one straight up. You had me going there. But. Yeah. Something it, the real news is getting weirder and weirder every day. <laughs> yep. Well, there actually was a satire site many years ago. I don't remember what the name was, but they finally shut down because their headlines, like from ten years ago, started coming true. It was like a feminist satire site, like they were making fun of feminists, and um, their headlines started coming true. And, I mean, they were, like, feminists themselves. It's just they were kind of poking fun at feminists. Like, ah, we'll never go this extreme. And then their stuff started coming true. Yeah, (laughs) well, I can see that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the things that even the feminists were were nowhere near supporting, you know, even one decade ago, it's like, you know, we're, they're far beyond. It's a, I mean, third wave is like, past and we're we're at fourth or even fifth wave feminism yeah, now it's like right yeah it's gone way downhill but another good babylon movie that i i enjoyed was democrats erupt in protests after planned parenthood begins offering puppy abortions Oh. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's why they're called the babylon bee folks the bee stings sometimes but yeah, I mean, it is sad, but true. I mean, people care more about animals than they do about human beings. And it's right. You know, it, I get the name on that. Yeah, we care more about saving the dolphins than saving human beings. But, right, yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah. Okay. So, one last Babylon Bee article before we go. It's an op-ed. The climate is trying to transition, and we need to support him, her, it. Him, slash, her, oh. slash, it. Savage. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> yep. But it kind of reminds me of... Um, I read this story one time when... Like, some dude was walking around. It, like, it was some real story from some this dude's wife, who thought this was absolutely hilarious. He was walking around with, like, a uh, pro-life shirt on. And some, like, liberal person... Um, I, I mean, I don't want to box them in as a you-know-them-when-you-see-them type, but... Sometimes you just do know them when you see them. Just like when you see 
somebody who has like a fireworks launcher built onto their back and they're towing their their AR-15 that is painted as the American flag, you you can safely bet that's a conservative. But um, but anyway, so this uh, liberal lady comes up to him and starts yelling at him and stuff, and they like she just goes off on this whole thing, and like it ends with like. Um, men have no say in this and he looks her like the story said he was like over six foot and you know like 300 pounds of muscle or something crazy like this looks her in the eye and says are you assuming my gender (laughs) she had no choice the the play said she had no choice but to just walk away because she apologizes. Oh, I'm sorry. And walks away. Like I. And that's that double-edged sword of the politically correct yep. movement. Yeah. yeah, but breakdown of communication. It's like oh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. I, I thought I. I thought that was pretty funny, a little off topic. But anyway, hopefully you guys got a good laugh out of this episode. I think this one was a bit funnier than most of our episodes when we're usually talking about you-know-what. But, um, serial killers. Um, But anyways, um, we thank you guys for tuning in, and we definitely hope you join us next time. If you enjoyed this episode... Share this while you're thinking about it. Share this episode and on whatever platform makes you happy. And yeah, if you guys have smash like, yeah, yeah. If you um, if you have any ideas for subjects or um, any questions you'd like answered, anything like that, just message us. And I think we're going to start a Facebook group here soon. That kind of. Like, just that way people can post. We might have a weekly thread when people can post ideas and questions and whatnot. Um, I I don't know how many people would end up joining that, but I I guess we'll see. But anyway, yeah, and just share us, let people know they can listen on the platform of their choice. And uh, technically, because our podcast is on Stitcher, I have to say, hey, it's on Stitcher. So, and Stitcher really is a good platform. So I kind of joke about that, um, that they actually add that into part of the agreement, but, but they, they really are a good place to listen to podcasts. So yeah, on Stitcher, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, who knows how many other podcast apps. Um, but yeah, anyway, tune in next time and we will see you then. Have a good one, folks.